0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Jeffrey sent me notes. Steve, check out the story from the BBC. This is a story out of Canada, but it has parallels to things that are happening in America, and it has to do with houses being stolen from their owners. And I get asked about this from time to time, and people say, Steve, how common is it that your home can be stolen right out from underneath you? And it's not that common in the sense that it doesn't happen Thousands and thousands and thousands of times a day, or something. But it happens often enough to where it's in the news, and you have to kind of back up and go, okay, how does this happen, and how can I prevent it from happening to me? Because this actually could not happen to the average person. I don't think so, but we'll talk about that. So, from the BBC, how Canadian houses are being stolen from their owners. A Canadian couple recently learned that their home was sold by fraudsters without their consent while they were out of town. Experts say theft of this nature is rare. But there's been a notable rise in similar cases in the country's most populous city. Earlier this year, Toronto police said they wanted the public's help in catching two people who were involved in a complex fraud scheme. The Individuals used fake IDs, posed as owners of a home in the city. They then successfully sold the home, even handing over keys to unsuspecting new owners. Now, you go, well, how does this happen? Where are the owners? Well, The real owners had been out of the country for work since January of 2022, so they left the country for a long-term trip, and because of that, the home was unoccupied. That's one of the keys here. The out-of-town couple only learned their home had been sold without their knowledge months later after noticing their mortgage payments had disappeared from their bank accounts. The incident captured the fascination of many in Canada, particularly in the greater Toronto area and Vancouver, where real estate is categorized as a national obsession because of its high cost. The uh, average home costs over one million Canadian dollars, and there's, of course, scarce housing, uh, translated into U.S. dollars, that's 749,000, or into pounds, that'd be 620,000 pounds Similar stories from other property owners in Toronto have since emerged, and investigators say these once-rare cases appear to be on the rise. And so these are what we call property title fraud, okay? for Industry veterans, these types of cases are definitely unique to this point in time. That's uh, Trevor Coote from the British Columbia Real Estate Association, who's been working in this field for 20 years. I'd say I've never seen anything like it, especially when it comes to the level of sophistication used by the fraudsters when committing these crimes. Uh, Schemes related to home or property ownership can typically occur in two ways. There's mortgage fraud and title fraud. Now, mortgage fraud is actually more common, uh, and that's when a fraudster uses fake ID and fake documents to place a second mortgage on a house that they don't own, usually when the first mortgage has been nearly or fully paid off. And of course, in that case, they're ripping off a bank. Uh, The the, the homeowner could get hurt by that also, but the primary entity being hurt there is the bank. Title fraud, on the other hand, involves tenants of a vacant home posing as the owner and selling that home to buyers who are legitimate buyers. Uh, This results in a title transfer of the property, at least on paper, okay, In most cases, the real owner and the buyer of the house are able to get most of their money back if there's title insurance on the house. The insurance helps reestablish ownership and covers the legal fees incurred during the process. Now, experts say they've observed both mortgage and title fraud increasing since 2020. His firm has seen a rash of title fraud in the last few years, he said. In almost all cases, the homeowners have been living away when fraudsters took over their property in places like the U.S. and China. That is, the people were away in U.S. or China. One of the clients, he said, was a couple who moved for work to the U.K. from Toronto in 2018. Their home in Canada was sold from underneath them in 2022. So they were gone for four years. And that's one of the keys to this scam working, is that if the real owners are in the house, it won't work. So they've got to find a house that's out there, where the real owners are absent for whatever reason. And so presumably, if you live in your home, you're safer than somebody who does not. So if you're going away for four years, you're going to need to take steps to put someone in that home to watch it for you or to occasionally go into it to watch it for you. And I don't know why people wouldn't simply invest in a uh, home security camera because you can get them so inexpensively now. Anywhere on the planet where your cell phone has coverage, you can push a button and see that camera's image. And so you set up a bunch of them around the house, put one in the living room, and it'll notify you if somebody walks through your living room, which might be something you'd like to know. So one of these homes, the one that was sold in 2022, sold for $1.7 million Canadian and had been entirely renovated by the time they found out that had been stolen last June. So the buyers renovated the house. As of February, the couple is still working through having their title on the home restored. Now, the vice president of Chicago Title Insurance Company said the firm's Canada branch had only seen two cases of fraud between 1960 and 2019. Now, all of a sudden, they're dealing with dozens of cases, including at least five title fraud cases, all in the greater Toronto area. Similar cases of title fraud have emerged in the provinces of B.C. as well, home to the city of Vancouver, where the average home costs $1.1 million Canadian. The B.C. Land Title and Survey Authority said it is aware of two title fraud attempts since 2020, only one of which was successful. The public corporation added it only knows of one case prior, and that was uh, 2019, and then two in 2008 and 2009. They maintain that these types of fraud remain exceptionally rare. The LTSA processes up to 1 million land title applications each year. So they process a million of them and they've seen one or two. That is an extremely small number. Of course, when it happens to you, it's a big number. A similar case made headlines in the UK in 2021 when a man in Luton returned to his house only to find the home and all its furnishings were sold without his knowledge. Property fraud cases in the U.K., however, appear to be steady. Data provided to the BBC by the U.K. Land Registry shows an average of 41 reported cases of both mortgage and title fraud in the past four years. Cases hit a peak of 50 in 2016 and 2017. Experts are puzzled as to why there has been a surge of reported cases, particularly in Toronto, Uh, They say it's possible that virtual real estate deals during the pandemic could have made it more difficult to detect fake identification documents. The pandemic, he added, has also forced some people away from their property for longer periods due to travel restrictions. I've got friends who buy and sell real estate. I know a couple people very, very well who do that. And I know that the closings have changed in the last few years to where it's not uncommon that in the old days you'd sit down at a table the people you're buying from sit there, and you sit here, and the realtor and the closing agents are all around one table. And I know that uh, closings in the last couple of years will occasionally be done virtually, and, and that is somebody's appearing via Zoom, and a bunch of documents show up which purport to be of these people, and you hope that's true. Others have pointed to the growing sophistication of the perpetrators, some of whom have been linked to organized crime, who seemingly have a good grasp of the Canadian real estate system. Uh, One expert added that the fraudulent IDs used in these transactions often look authentic, and perpetrators will hire skilled actors to pose as homeowners and carry out the scheme. Now, that's an interesting one, that they would hire actors. And I know they're not saying they're going to go actually hire actors from movies and stuff, but that they'll actually go, hey, I need you to pose as a seller. Uh, That's interesting to me. IDs are so easily faked now that it can't be relied on as a sole way of closing a $3 million transaction, he said. There's also the profitable nature of these crimes. Real estate in Toronto has significantly risen in value the last few decades. It does make sense. There's a big focus on where real estate is really valuable, says a general counsel with the Society of Notaries Public in British Columbia. But he says that little is known about these reported cases of title fraud, which are often complex in nature. These crimes are not easy to do and they often get caught and are often stopped. He and others have called for a national investigation to determine the causes and if more can be done to protect homeowners in Canada. So I'm not aware of any situations where that has happened successfully, where somebody actually is still in the home and for obvious reasons. So it seems that the very first thing you need to be wary of is if your home is going to be unoccupied for any length of time. And I don't know if these people drive around and look for homes that look vacant or if they somehow get word out in the street and ask, you know, I don't know, Huggy Bear, do you know of any homes that are vacant right now in a rich neighborhood? And, and you see what your, what your contacts tell you? I don't know. But somehow they figure out a home is vacant. So that's step number one is do what you can to keep your home. If it's going to be vacant, to have somebody watching over it, checking in on it from time to time. And like I said, just buy a couple security cameras. The things are really, really cheap. And and you know I'm not going to mention any particular brand name, but they're extremely inexpensive. And so what I would do if I was going to leave the country and my house would be unattended, I'd put a couple security cameras outside and i put one in the living room. And I would tell that one, if anything moves, ping me. And if something happens, you start making phone calls. And get back as fast as you can. So, I suppose it's possible that someone could sell a house, but no, I don't think so. I think to sell the house, they'd have to get into it at least once or twice to show it. Is someone going to buy a house sight unseen? Maybe somebody would. But I think generally speaking, they'd have to get into the house at least once because they say they're turning over the keys. And to do that, they've got to break into the house one time, draw out the locks, replace them and all that. And I understand that's not that difficult to do if you know what you're doing. But if you got security cameras I'm talking about, you'd be tipped off. At, oh, by the way, there's a person hunching over your back door right now with a drill in their hand. You might want to do something about that. So it's a crazy story. Some of these stories have popped up in the news lately, and they make the news because they are, in fact, that unusual. But obviously it's a quite scary concept that you go away on vacation, you come back, and there's someone else living in your house, and they think they own it. They think they own it. That's the scary part. So how Canadian houses are being stolen from owners, from the BBC, Jeffrey, thanks for sending it. Questions or comments, put them below. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Experience is something you don't get until just after you need it.